So my message today is why God stays silent. And I want us just to share from the word uh, of God from the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1, we find in the Bible, the Bible is saying, in the beginning, God created. But the Bible does not mention in the beginning of what? And we have people thinking that was the beginning of creation, or the one meaning the world, or this was the beginning of the world. But from the scripture there, the Bible says God created the heaven and the earth. Okay, but you will not read any scripture where God created angels. There is no verse in the Bible where when, when God was creating angels. So, so God created the heavens and the earth. So this could be the beginning of the heavens and the earth. But there is a beginning of something which is not being mentioned here. The beginning of angels, the beginning of God himself, the beginning of a lot of things. But what we hear the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But when you check the word heavens there, all right, which is Shamaim, the word heavens there, it is the skies or the heights. Because when you continue reading, the Bible then speaks of, and then God divided the waters in the heavens. Um, now, when you check the waters in the heavens, it is the dew, which falls on the earth as rain. Just, if you have a neighbor next to you, just tell them, why God stays silent? Okay, so there is a reason why sometimes God stays silent, and I want you to hear this. Um, um, ever had, ever had somebody saying they're passing through a particular situation, and God is just quiet. Now, do you know why God stays silent? Okay, so in the beginning, the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, but you will not see angels being created, and you will not see where God Himself was being created, neither His throne being created. Now, so when we hear the word heavens in the Bible, it may not actually mean where angels are, where God is. Okay, the word heavens simply means Shamayim, which means heights. Heights or the atmosphere. Okay? Now, so when we speak of the heavens, the, the, we may mean the heaven where the Father is, or the heavens which is the heights. Are you here or you're home? So when we speak of the heavens, it doesn't mean like, oh, so these are the heavens where, uh, where God is. No. They could be the heights. Now, so God created them. And I just want you to see something here that is important. Now, God made the heavens and the earth. But see a very important aspect here. In that verse, verse 1. It says, 
in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In verse 2, then the Bible says what? And the earth, which he created. So it is not like there was an earth which didn't have a form. But the earth which he created had no form. And void. Then the Bible says, And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So in that scripture, the Bible has not explained what happened for the earth to become formless and for the darkness to come upon the face of the earth. There was a creation before. The creation he did here. The creation you saw here was the second creation. Okay? Even in science will agree with me. Okay? If you ask science, science they'll tell you that, oh, we saw some, uh, some skeleton of an animal, and when we, we, we checked it, it is um, 10,000 years old. And you'll be like, but the earth was created 6,000 years ago. Now, the earth we are in was, yes, created 6,000 years ago. But when you check in Jeremiah chapter 4 from verse 23 to 24, okay, you find out that there was another world before which was destroyed by the waters. Oh, are, you, are you following or you are? <laughs> so, so there was a world before which was destroyed by the waters. And when you check in the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, so you find out that there was a moment when actually the devil, when he was called Lucifer, was a saint on earth. Um, he was sent on earth. He was actually here. Before, if you check the book of Job chapter 1, there, are, there were people who were called sons of God who were already there. In, in, in Genesis chapter 7, you're going to hear the word sons of God. There, was already, there were already people before Adam. There were already people, but these people didn't have your body. They didn't have our body. They were just like spirits which were just moving around. And they were called sons of God. Uh, I know you're hearing, but you are not listening. In Job, in Job chapter 1, let me just, let's just go there. Let's just check from verse 1 to verse 4. It's on verse 4, but for people to understand it, let's just go to verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uzi whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright. And one that feared God. Uh-huh. Okay? And eschewed evil. Alright? And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Together, this man just got a job. He had ten children. Verse 3. His substance also was seven thousand sheep. He had seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels. Oh. And 500 yoke of oxen. And 500 she-asses. Those were also transportations. And a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the 
East, the Middle East. So whether there was Dubai, whether there was uh, uh, Iraq, Iran, the whole East, this man was the greatest. Job. All right? And his sons went and feasted in the houses, everyone in his day, and they sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. All right? Continue reading. Now, if we jump with that verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God, did you hear that statement? There was a day when the sons of who? Who are these sons of God? Came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Now, the word they used is the word angel, but in King James' version, it is the sons of God. Now, let's see something that is important again. And when we go to the book of Ezekiel, 28, from verse 14, God is speaking to the devil. And this is what God says. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. Did you hear that? So the devil, when he was Lucifer, he was anointed. And he was with the Lord. So the Bible says, you were anointed as a garden cherub. Now, that, that's the devil. He was called, by, by then, he was called uh, Lucifer. And he was anointed. For so I ordained you, you were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. So the devil was actually anointed. He was with the God. In verse 15, God is still talking about the devil. You were anointed. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Till wickedness was found in you. But the problem is there's no scripture that explains how the devil did it and how he was kicked out. Are you following somebody? Are you understanding what I'm saying? There's no scripture. We have people who actually uh, uh, read the book of Revelation chapter 12 and think that is what happened in heaven when the devil has been kicked out. That is misleading. In Revelation chapter 12, the Bible speaks of a woman who bore a child. That woman is not Mary. The woman mentioned there, it is the country called Israel. And in that activity in chapter 12 of Revelation, it is what is going to happen in these days, it is what is about to happen in these days. It's another story of another day. But the Bible has not explained what happened. But when you combine the scriptures, you can now understand what happened. How the devil left. How he was kicked out. From the Bible there, the Bible says what? It says, you were blameless. Let's read it together. I want to go read. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Mm-hmm. Verse 16. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace 
from the mount of God and expelled you. So from this scripture, the Bible speaks how the devil was cast out. Okay? And I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fairest stones. Let's continue reading. Let's continue reading. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty. And you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. All right. Give me King James Version. I want you to see this. All right. It says, Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the magic of thy iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore would I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee. And I'll bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all of them that behold thee. Are you seeing that? Now, I want you to see something here. In verse 12 and 13 of the same chapter, it will help you to understand what happened. How did, how did the devil meet Eve in the, Garden of, uh, in, in the Garden of Eden? And where was he coming from? How did the devil found himself in the garden which God had created? How did he, where was he coming from? And when was he thrown on earth? Because when the Bible says he created the heavens and earth, then he says the first day he made it this, second day, third, fourth, fifth. There is nowhere where it says, and God now cast the devil on earth. The devil was already on earth. From the scripture we just read, the Bible says he was already cast. But in Genesis 1, he is not being mentioned because he was already on earth. Are you following? Are you understanding? So when God was creating everything, when God was, he was already moving around. The Bible says, now let me sh show you this scripture. Okay. In verse 12 and 13, go to verse 12 and 13. All right. Now, the devil in this scripture, he's being, he's being likened with the king of Tyrus. Okay. He's being likened with the king of, of Tyrus. Now he says, son of man, take a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, thus says the Lord God, thou seals up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Now verse 13, hear about Eden about. Thou hast been in Eden. Did you hear that? Thou hast been in Eden. So the devil has been in Eden. The garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, the diamond, the berry, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the, and, and the uh, carbuncle, and the gold, and workmanship of thy tablets, and of thy paps was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. So the devil was already there. But what happened? Check the next verse. What happened? Thou art anointed cherub that covers, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mount of God. Thou hast walked upon the down in the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 15. It says, Thou was perfect in thy ways. So everything was okay until iniquity. 
Oh, read that. Read that lady. Did you see that? So, so how was he on earth? So, the Bible says he was cast on earth. But was he really like taken like this and thrown on earth? What happened? Isaiah happened. Let's go to the book of Isaiah quickly. Okay, I want to just show you a, a very important thing here. 14, verse 13. What did the devil do? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now in NIV, understand it. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly. Who, who wanted that? Who wanted to do that? So the Bible says, now, now go, go the, the, the following verse. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Who was saying that? Check. Go ahead. Go ahead. But you are brought down. To the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Who's that? So the Bible speaks a very important aspect from that scripture. That the devil said, I will go to heaven to be like the most high. Did you see that? So where was he? He was on earth. So it means there was a moment the devil was on earth. Holy, righteous. He was actually walking upon the gardens of Eden, where there were precious minerals and everything else. Everything was okay until the day he said, I want to go to heaven and be like God. So the Bible says then he was thrown down. He was thrown down. And that's why now in the book of Jeremiah chapter 4, speaks of how God destroyed that world. Where there were sons of God who are in the book of uh, Job chapter 1, verse 6, which had no form. They were sons of God. They were people who were created before us. But they had sinned according to the scriptures in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 23. The Bible speaks of that other world which God destroyed it. What happened? I looked at the earth. So this moment God was so angry. And it was formless and empty. That's why in, 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 in Genesis 1 verse 1 and 2 it says, And the earth had no what? Because God had destroyed it. So the Bible says, And I looked upon the earth, and it was formless and empty. And at the heavens, and their light was gone. So God had destroyed that world because the sons of men had sinned against God. That's when Genesis chapter 7, the Bible says, and God said, I will no longer destroy the, the world with water again. Because in those days when God wants to destroy the world, the only weapon he was using was water. So the first sons of God which were destroyed, which were destroyed, were the sons of God which were before. So God destroyed the earth, 
they had seen when that's the moment when the devil wanted to be like God and God destroyed him and destroyed all sons of God destroyed everything with the water and the skies years later we don't know how many years could it be one million years later or two million years later or four thousand years later then God looked again upon the earth and he saw it was formless and he looked upon again on the earth and he saw that he had no form that's the verse now in verse 24, it says what? It says, I looked at the mountains and they were quaking. All the hills were swaying. Then in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, then God said what? Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In verse 3, what happened? And God said, let there be light. So you and I, we know this type of creation because Moses spoke from there. But when you read the scripture, you find there are so many places and many pieces. So the Bible speaks of the first creation, how it was destroyed. And I've just proven to you, I've showed you the scriptures that there was an earth before. It was destroyed by the water and God looked upon it again and it was formless and and then God said, ah, let me bring it back. So now that's where now God said, let there be light. And there was what? There was light. And there was light. But my biggest concern, which I want to share with you tonight, my biggest concern is on this part. And I want you to hear this part. My biggest concern is on this part. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God was moving upon the water. And yet the Spirit could not remove darkness. So it is very possible you can have the Holy Spirit in you. And also have darkness in you. The fact you receive the Holy Spirit does not mean the Holy Spirit will remove the darkness out of your life. Out of your business, out of your calling, out of your ministry, darkness will still remain there. What removes darkness? The Bible says, God said. So, what removes darkness? It is what you shall say. Now, I want you to hear this, just, just to hear this. Okay? Now, look at this. Just look at this. <laughs> look at this. So, the, the Bible speaks how darkness had covered the earth, was moving. Actually, the spirit was actually moving. The Holy Spirit was moving upon the what? The waters. And yet the waters were in darkness. In John 1 verse 4, the Bible says what? In him was what? In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Now, in King James' version, the Bible says what? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In verse 5. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So there is a possibility that actually there can be light in the darkness, and darkness cannot even know. That there is light. 
To comprehend means to know. Go, go back to the same verse in, in, in NIV. What, what is it saying? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So there is a possibility. Can you imagine? You, you, are, you are in darkness, and the light is in there. Okay? But light is supposed to bring, to, to remove darkness out. And darkness is not even aware. And you can't even overcome it. And you there did not comprehend it. Couldn't even overpower. Couldn't even discover. That is very important because Jesus also came on earth. And he was in Israel in the streets. And the people were in darkness and people could not comprehend. People could not even realize that light is in our midst. So it is possible, the way he was moving in the streets of Israel, he can actually be moving in your life. Moving in the streets of your life, moving in the streets of your room, moving, and you cannot comprehend it. So, can you imagine the darkness was there? Only one thing was needed. The word to be spoken. Let there be light. And there was light. All we want to do tonight is just one word. I want you to speak a light. Let there be light. And it shall be so. Uh, I'm talking to somebody right here. Who's following what I'm ministering tonight? If you follow what I'm saying, shout loud and clear, say let there be light. Shout loud and clear, say let there be light. Let there be, and there was light. Can you look at your brother? See what's happening around his life. Say, let there be light. Look around your mother. Look around your father. Look around. Look around your children. Shout, let there be light. Look around. Look at your relationship. Look what's going on in your calling, in your career. And you know what's happening? You just, you're just enjoying the darkness. And you're saying nothing. Tonight we want to speak light. Speak light. Speak light. In the finances. In your calling. In your ministry. In, your, in whatever God has given you to do. We want to speak light. We want to prophesy light. Let there be light. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, and there was light. The Holy Spirit was there waiting for the word. So the Holy Spirit didn't come in your life to bring light. He came to wait, to act upon the word. So the reason why the Holy Spirit was moving upon the water was to wait for instruction. Because he, he acts upon what we have spoken. So you have the Holy Spirit in you. But he is waiting for instruction. Give him instruction tonight and he will work upon it. Oh, I'm talking to somebody here. Somebody say, let there be light. Speak loud and clear. Say, let there be light.